Well, then let's get this thing started. I don't have Woo. an official intro. Usually Paul says something funky. Funk. I, you know, I just, I, okay, now there's pressure. I mean, okay. I got, we we'll can't st- do the cowbell. No, not the cowbell. I'll come up with something for okay. next time. We'll start this way. Welcome to uh, their okay uh, version of the OK podcast where we feature Woo. other artists. Today, uh, I want to almost said in the studio, today on Zoom, uh, we have Tim Baltus. Tim, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, thanks for coming Dude, on. thanks for coming Absolutely. on. Thanks for coming. We talked about it before we started the official recording, but we are, I would say, almost more than thrilled that you wore your signature overalls <laughs> for this podcast. It's legendary, man. Can we You're start bringing out them back. With You're making right. overalls great again. I don't want to make you self-conscious in any way, but can we start by asking that? Is that a, a conscious choice, or were you just like, hey, I'm wearing overalls this one day, and then it just kind of kept going for the last <laughs> little bit, or... <laughs> so, so uh, one of my best friends, uh, Sahan Jayasturiya, he's, I worked together with this dude at a music shop. We had a couple music shops, one in Kenosha, one in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, after working together, we became friends and uh, we're really close friends now. And so we, we workshop different characters that we just come up with in our discussions. And so there was one uh, called Big Boy Jones and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Big Boy Jones is a is a bluesman of course and of course. Uh, he wears overalls he plays guitar and he's like just a doofus and uh so i bought the overalls as part of this aesthetic for this character and then i was like man like these are really comfy and like really handy and uh so now like it's it, you know instead of it just being a big boy jones thing now it's just a timbo thing and it's just like the thing I thing I wear all the time now, man. It's it's really bizarre, but whatever. I love it. I want to yeah. I want to say this. So, <clears throat> Paul, like I said before we started, we had a brief conversation to the listeners out there who are like, "What the heck?" They'd have a whole podcast before this thing. Um, we talked about Paul uh, being the drummer in the band is the one that really locked onto your account early on and sent. I would say no less than twelve videos over the yeah, At a least. lot of videos, just the highlights, you know. <laughs> And uh, the one you did, I think it was uh, titled Cabin Fever or something, where you're like, do you want to see my red shoes? That has been stuck in my head forever. (laughs) And uh, after we watched that one, I sent the guys just a single message that said, no, it didn't say anything. It was just a link to overalls on Amazon. And I was like, (laughs) let's go for it. (laughs) But that was the turning point for sure. I was like, we need to get in on this overall thing. It's dude. It's gonna be the new thing. There's that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paul may know. There's that kid who plays drums, JD Beck. You ever heard of him, Paul? Dude, he's so sick. He's you know he's like this kid. I, he's been he can't be older than seventeen or eighteen now. Yeah, I'm just crushing it since he was fifteen, sixteen. And yep. Neck. I started it with the overalls, and uh, you know, like I said, this started as a complete joke for me. But it's like, wow, like people really dig this overalls thing. I dig the overalls thing. I guess I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna roll with it. So I think I think we need to we need to make the trend here. So I don't know, Nick, Paul, Zach, all y'all better start getting yeah. some overalls on. All Tell right, what, man. I'm gonna you, get some. <clears throat> all right, good. You lead the charge and we will follow. We will I, gladly give you the credit as the, the founder of the modern overall movement. Where are you guys from? We are uh from a couple different places. Nick and I are from uh Louisville, Kentucky. And Paul I'm in Detroit, right outside did, Detroit. So you know, I was going to say, like, so I got my overalls. These are just Dickies overalls, but we mm-hmm. have a, there's, there's stores out here. You guys ever heard of, like, Shields or, like, well, maybe, maybe this, the big names are, like, Bass Pro 
and okay. then like yeah, yeah. so yeah, like yeah, yeah. so like we have stores like that but they're like uh like imagine that but on the level of like walmart in the 90s okay perfect and and, and it's uh it's called farm and fleet and depending on sure. uh, like what part of wisconsin you're in there were two brothers that owned farm and fleets and then they got real angry at each other so the other guy said all right i'm gonna start my own store so now there's farm and fleets and fleet farms in wisconsin <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> but yeah a little uh, on the nose yeah you know this is this is my probably my favorite uh farm and fleet purchase of all time for sure that's awesome yeah here in here in kentucky you'd think there'd be a ton of those stores but we really have like the what do we have tractor supply company and yeah. uh like rural king or menards or something not a whole lot not as many as cool you think yeah it's about, a, about as many shoe stores as we have no <laughs> Tim, All I'm right. just curious. Do you wear those in public? Like when you go out, you're just like, "Yo, overalls, what's up?" Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in, I'm into the overall lifestyle for you're sure. You're committed, bro. I love it. <laughs> Paul, he's going to catch on that all we wanted to talk about were his overalls for a half one hour. hour the yeah. overall hour. All right. All we right. Start an overalls podcast, let's, guys. It'd let's be great. start. Let's start with this, Tim, if you don't mind. Um, just tell us, tell our listeners, our audience. Uh, heck, you probably have a bigger audience than us, but tell people what you do. What you're into? I know you're a drummer. We know so far that you wear overalls. Uh, t- tell us more. We want to get to know what you are like on a on a professional level. What's uh, what's your biz? Sure, 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 sure. So, um, uh, started out doing uh, bands when I was a kid, uh, which morphed into studio work. I got sick uh, about five years ago and uh, quit playing in bands just because it got too hard and. Um, the studio thing, thank goodness, took off. And so I wound up, I worked with uh, one main producer out in LA and uh, did work for a bunch of video game companies. And that turned into working for Fox, uh, did a lot of movies and TV. Uh, and then Disney, I uh, did soundtrack drums on soundtracks for uh, several shows at the Tokyo Park and several shows uh, on the Disney Cruise Line too. So that was really bread and butter for a while. Uh, side work wise, I still worked a day job. Uh, I worked at a, you guys ever heard of Uline? They make boxes, mm-hmm. well, sell boxes mm-hmm. and stuff. So I worked yeah. at Uline for five and a half years. I was a copywriter there for two and a half or two years, two and a half years, something like that. And then for the last three ish years, I was a, a technical editor there. So like I was the guy who tried to make instructions easier to use and that sort of thing. And I did a bunch of other crazy stuff on top of that. So, um, Quit my day job at Uline in early 2019, uh, thinking that that was going to resolve my health problems. I uh, went to NAM. Uh, my body held up through NAM, which was an amazing experience. Uh, I did, uh, have you ever heard of Revival Drum Shop out in Portland, Oregon? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm friends with Jose, the owner, and the dudes who work there. And uh, they requested that I play their uh, 10th anniversary show. And uh, so I played drums on that bill alongside um, Matt Chamberlain, who's played on like the Wallflowers records and a bunch of other famous stuff from the late 90s, early 2000s and into today. Uh, Mark Juliana, who played on David Bowie's last record. Um, and then the guy who headlined it was uh, Fred Armisen from SNL and Portlandia and that sort of thing. So it was just sweet insane to be on a bill with those dudes uh did that and then got home planning some some promo stuff i was going to do back in chicago land and uh then my body fell apart last year or i guess no shoot two years ago now it's crazy to think that so mid 2019 my body fell apart i was bedridden for a month and a half oh gosh uh and you know it's been picking up the pieces ever since uh turns out my balls are broken 
and, oh. uh, and my body quit making testosterone. So uh, I got basically the same way a diabetic shoots up insulin, I'm shooting up testosterone. And when you go through, and I was actually under the, the impression that it was something else and it was going to kill me eventually. So that was super fun to come to Dang. terms with my mortality. Dang. But, wow. you know, when, when you go through this sort of experience, you know, especially having come from like, I was ready to build a new life as a musician. And then that was taken away from me temporarily. Now having hope that, uh, you know, I got another good 20, 30, 40 years. Um, I'm hoping to, as my body gets better, um, really build the life that I want to build. And I don't necessarily think it's going to be touring, but, uh, you know, what I got going on now to come full, full circle here, what I'm, what I'm trying to do now is focus on entertainment. I'm trying to get my numbers up on Instagram and I'm trying TikTok, which is wild. TikTok <laughs> is very, very difficult to understand at all as a 31 year old dude. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, beyond that, uh, you know, ultimate goal, I'm working on an online masterclass, like a video masterclass, because people are asking me all the time, how do you play like you play? How do you record drums like you record drums? Uh, how do you do content marketing or social media stuff? So I'm going to try to put something together that's comprehensive on all those fronts. Um, and then uh, thereafter, I'm hoping to get a little roster of online students together and uh, move on with life from there. So that's, that's, that's where I come from. Uh, here's where I'm at and there's where I'm going. Dude, I love it. That's well, Tim, we're glad you're here, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah. it's nice to uh not be dead. That's tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For well, real. I hope you are are feeling good today and uh looking back at, at all of your videos, you you have a lot of them on Instagram. I'm sure there's even <laughs> more content that didn't get posted, but uh I know it's probably awkward having someone just make observations about you for an hour, but you would not be able to tell if in any of those you were at all feeling bad or afflicted by anything. You you have a very positive attitude at all times, it seems. So, I mean, that's you, you've been keeping it together for sure. Well, thanks, man. You know, I do my best, especially now. Um, it, I've been on medication since March uh, 2019, and so that obviously that helps with the energy and you know, I, I used to have a lot of dizziness issues. It was like I was on a boat all the time in the middle of the freaking lake, and that was really tough. And so most of that stuff's resolved and resolving. And so having all this extra time and energy, I really do want to put that into not just putting out drum content, but especially more funny stuff, because I get so many messages from people that are like, you know, I just got a message today from a buddy. I'm going to pull it up. And uh, so he said, He said, my buddy who uh, I work with a lot thought he was following me, but uh, he, that he thought I didn't post that much. Funny, I post twice a day. And so he started actually following me a couple days ago. And, and this guy said, I can't believe how much I needed this content. My mental health has been so much better because I watch these videos every day. And so it's just like so nice. It's And I hear this all the time, whether it's you know a DM or... Uh, just about someone enjoying it or hear about a lot of partners who, you know, you know, a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, husband, wife, who literally, you know, wife could care less about drums, but now they're able to connect because, you know, one of them's a drummer, one's not, and they can still find this whole thing funny. Um, and whole families, dude, I got a whole family with, uh, you know, husband, wife, six kids. 
out in Seattle that all watch my content. They've made videos like singing <laughs> the songs I make together as a family. It is amazing. Even oh, Mark Juliana, awesome. Mark Juliana, that uh, player who uh, drummed on uh, David Bowie's last record, sent me a video where his son was just like doing all these lines and reenacting an entire video that I did. And it's just like, wow, like this is really like, you know, especially now where we're all cooped up and, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of people are on hard times and everything, you know, to be able to put something out there that at least makes you forget about that for a second is, uh, it's such a blessing to be able to do that. Definitely. For sure. yeah. It's working, I mean, I man. can definitely, uh, I can definitely confirm that for you. You push a lot of positivity into the world, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, Nick. If I can ask yeah. this, what, what, um, when did you, I mean, it, I'm having trouble coming up with a question. When did you decide that you were going to put effort and energy into that as as more of an online personality sort of thing? Um, I, I know the internet's been a part of every musician's life for the last you know half century or whatever. But um, when did you decide, hey, I'm going to really put some really some extra attention on this channel? Uh, for me. Uh, I wanted to put more energy specifically into the entertainment end of things. The mm -hmm. last few years, I, uh, I've been posting drum stuff on Instagram for six, seven, eight years. And it sounds like there was a child jumping on a trampoline in someone's home. I hope that child is safe <laughs> right now. I'm just gonna <laughs> He's all right. We were, we were saying this, man. I'm sorry. Uh, Nick has a, a son. And uh, usually he's on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, I love it. We were like, "Hey, if you if you get the okay, you're getting the okay." Full on, full on <laughs> yeah. with Eli's Sorry, in, in the background. No, so. I love it. I love it. It's just like all I hear is like, "Ah, yay, yay, yay!" Yeah, there he is. There he, there he is. He gets he gets really excited. It seems like oh, exclusively during podcast time. So <laughs> what a good kid. I love it. So. Uh, yeah, anyways, so I started posting these karaoke videos, I don't know, three, four years ago where it was like a normal Instagram post and it'd be a minute of me just singing terrible lyrics over like a three <laughs> doors down song or a total song great. or whatever. I, 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 I think the, the first one I made was uh, that Fire and Flame song by Dragon Force. I, I sang like a, a bunch of lyrics about Pokemon over it. <laughs> and uh, oh, and like... Wow. People loved it. People loved it. So I, uh, I took that and, uh, I ran with it. You know, I, I made three, four videos over a few months and, and that started to ramp up and ramp up until, uh, like three weeks ago. Now I had, uh, I had a post go viral. Uh, I made this post that was making fun of that metric modulation thing where people are playing that yep. tears for fears song, <laughs> yeah. like all goofy or whatever. <laughs> And I, I, you know, I mean, it, it's cool, you know, like, it's cool that we can do something like that over a song, but it's also like, does everyone need to make a video about that now? <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I made this video where I'm like blasting over it. And then I do the funny, you know, yelling, screaming karaoke over the end the video wound up getting like <laughs> almost 400,000 views in a couple of weeks. And, uh, and a bunch of my other content then as, as a result really got a lot of views. And so I, I got like, 5,000 followers and a, a new followers Gosh. in a couple of weeks. And I was That's like, good awesome. goodness gracious. That's awesome. So, so that Heck has, yeah. that continues to now push me to be like, well, I guess the stupid stuff works. I better keep cranking out the stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we love the stupid like I, stuff. For sure. Paul sends me that stuff all the time. Um, good. But I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying, uh, 
I guess I would call them like your your influence posts that you've been making lately, where you talk about the different songs that have influenced you over the years. You made that post about Rancid the other day, and I think I've watched that one clip like 800 times. Oh, wow, man. Well, thank yeah, no you. joke. Rancid is one of my, that was one of the first bands that I ever like really got into. Yeah, me too. And so I was like, I got to watch that again. It's so good. You know, I find, I found this software online. It's called Moises, M-O-I-S-E-S. And mm-hmm. it's it's like you put a song in there and you can take out whatever instruments you want. Take out the bass, take out the guitars, take out the drums. So now I'm able to like make these posts with all this music that I normally wouldn't be able to cover before. And so, yeah, it's like Rancid was a big one. I, I literally, when you guys pulled me on the podcast here today, I was putting a bunch of stuff in uh in that software so i can pull it out later like cake uh minus the bear interpol national cursive you know a bunch of indie stuff and some speaking my stuff against me you know gaslight anthem so heck yeah so there's uh you know it's just like now it's i've made so many videos playing new music that comes out um because uh, fortunately or unfortunately, so much of the new stuff just has program drums on there, so I can get around, you know, 808 sounds or synth, you know, drum sounds or whatever, and put real drums over it. But uh, I was never able to do that with all this old music. So it's such it's I love just being able to revisit some of this stuff from the time I was you oh, know, yeah. 10, 11, 12, 13, and and really do some some damage on it. So yeah, heck yeah, yeah. That was kind of a big influence on us starting the OKs. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of other bands in our genre, which is kind of that like new wave revival sort of like modern alt pop sort of stuff, they're getting a lot of 80s organic sounds from like vintage synths, but then they're not throwing in any actual drums. They're just adding electronic drums and some popular samples. And we were like, no more. We will have real drums. Yeah, no, uh, it's like everybody's got the same gated snare sample that they're throwing on everything. Yeah, I agree. I I love that you're throwing some of that into the, the newer stuff. Um, I think this is a good segue. What are some bands that you're just really into? Uh, I always talk. There's one band I always talk about uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is uh, um, the Weaker Bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a punk band that was on uh, oh, what band? Uh, they were on Hopeless Records, and then they switched over to Epitaph um, later on in their career. Great, great, great stuff. And uh, it's basically imagine punks growing up into like alt country and alt rock and it's uh as as i was growing up i got further into their discography and i got to grow up with the music as the music matured so love that band uh you know another you know some of the stuff that i've been revisiting now is like uh, minus the bear which was so big the early stuff was so big for me when i was 12 13 14 years old um what else do I have here? Really been digging back into Mandolin Orange, which is like a f- real folky bluegrass kind of band. Um, and another smaller band that a lot of people haven't heard of, well, artist is Madison Cunningham. Uh, her last full length, uh, I believe was I believe it was produced by Jay Bellrose, uh, who, uh, and the drums sound like him, but I guess it's another person on there. So I assume he was co- coaching this drummer. Uh, but, uh, it's just like, again, this super folky, rocky sort of thing, which is just kind of my, my vibe, Americana, e-folky, alt country kind of thing. Yeah. That's my jam. So that's, that's where my mind's been lately. As you yeah. progress into this, um, 
it almost seems like a new path for you, but it seems like you are a man of many different uh, talents as far as the entertainment industry goes, as far as musicianship goes. Um, you said you've really changed your focus to more of an entertainment aspect of things. Um, as things go on, and you said you there's a few different things you want to go, you know, a master class, that sort of thing, having students. Are you wanting to stay focused on that sort of teacher role, or are you interested, or do you have the desire to get back into more of a traditional band setting? What are your your priorities there? You know, everything's dependent. Uh, you know, I talk to my partner all the time about what would it take for me to tour once the world's spinning again. Sure. And I think if I was going to tour, it'd be under two different circumstances. One would be uh, I would be getting paid a boatload of money to play drums or tech drums. I'm I'm <laughs> of course. Uh, I, I'm, I'm well regarded uh, for my understanding of how to coax different sounds out of drums whether it's by modifying them picking the right drum picking the right head tuning it correctly dampening it correctly um and so uh if if a, a tech position a salaried tech position show uh showed up out of nowhere i would consider that um but those are far and few between i only know one guy personally who has a salaried tech position uh and that's the dude uh teching for green day so (laughs) you really gotta you gotta be the tops of the tops you gotta be the tops of the tops and you know basically it's a day job for him so um yeah you know that's one situation the other situation that i i could envision myself doing uh entertainment wise would be um touring and on my own accord you know going to five or six or seven drum shops around the country and doing my karaoke comedy and a little bit of drum stuff um you know that's always been a thought because uh Fortunately, I'm uh, friends with just about everybody who owns a drum shop in America. So <laughs> that uh, that makes that part easy. That, d- that does seem so. I was asking, but, I was yeah. I was trying to replace Paul, but we don't have any money. So you can just have the, it. I'd be honored. To the drawing I'll start making goofy videos. We'll switch. <laughs> it's, oh, well, man. here's the thing, you know, I mean, it's doing the band thing is so fun and I missed that so much because I mean, you can, even in this conversation, you can just tell how much com- camaraderie there is between you dudes, you know? And, uh, you know, I miss that so much, but what I appreciate, uh, about f- making a career online, whether it's, um, uh, teaching or these, you know, little, Things that I sell, whether it's you know the masterclass or the drumless tracks or this, that, or the other, um, is the freedom. You know, when you build a career uh, not based on a location. You know, if I'm a if I'm teaching drums uh, out of my house or whatever, then I have to stay in Kenosha because my students are here and they expect to come here. Uh, and then if I decided I wanted to move to wherever, say Portland, Oregon, well, I'm going to have to rebuild a base of students out there and that's going to take time and I'm going to lose a lot of money doing that. Mm-hmm. If I build a career based on the internet, you know, teaching through Zoom, uh, which works for me because not only do I teach, you know, how to drum, but I teach how to record, how to mix, how to do social media. So that, that works in my favor. And so because, uh, you know, that's where I'm coming from and that's what I'm trying to teach, uh, I could build a roster of 20, 40 uh, students. And if I wanted to pick up tomorrow and say I want to go to hell, Michigan, uh, for fun, I could do that. 
So, you know, that's kind of the beauty of building, building this online versus touring or setting up a brick and mortar teaching operation. So, yeah. Cool. That's great. I, I admire, I admire that flexibility. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, and that's a flexibility is really what it's about for me. Um, especially after being ill too, you know, I, uh, I would consider remote work, uh, writing again, you know, whether it's copywriting or editing or proofreading or social media management, content strategy, any of these sorts of things. Um, but yeah, it's so much of this comes down to, to freedom. You know, I don't think I'm going to be the type of person to, to have kids. Um, and I don't think, well, I, I probably couldn't have kids at this point, you know, my, uh, with my, my issue, but, uh, you know, so really since that's off the table, uh, you know, building a life around freedom isn't as expensive Mm -hmm. as it would be if I had a mortgage, if I had kids, if I had a bunch of debt, you know, so I, I feel very fortunate in that regard too, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. We don't, excuse me, we don't want to force you to share anything more than what you'd like to share about your personal life, but what are some other things that you're into? Um, I know musicians are typically pretty single-minded, like I'm into music, what are you talking about? But what are some other things you enjoy? Uh, You a podcast guy or you you go, uh, what are your, some hobbies? I don't know. What what else do you tell us? I like uh, like bathing in chicken oil. I like uh, (laughs) underwater basket weaving. (laughs) Yeah, the overalls really give that vibe. You know, but no, I mean, I, uh, I grew up bowling, uh, obviously because of the pandemic, like I still don't feel comfortable going to the alley, but if I had time, I'd be bowling more often. They shut down our one bowling alley here in town. So, oh, this is what you want to call it a bowling alley (laughs) in in Wisconsin. We got about six bowling alleys per city. That's a minimum. That's an ordinance. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I love bowling. Uh, I really enjoy walking and hiking, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, music is the main focus of my life. You know, my entire living space is a, is a, a studio. That's literally where I live. And so, yeah, you know, there's that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else I really like doing. Yeah, hiking, walking, bowling, uh, and consuming. You know, I love I love movies um, and and consuming music as much as I love creating it. Yeah. I feel like no, I've been I very, um, very dominating in this Q and A. Do you guys have anything specific you yeah, want to ask? Shut up. Or, yeah, yeah, Zach, <laughs> stop talking about yourself. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Damn, I got a I got a random off the wall question. Sure. Where does the artwork on your drum heads come from? Sure. So I, uh, funny you ask. So yeah, I uh, I actually just talked with her last night. I I mainly work with one artist out of Austin and. Uh, I've known her fiance for, for a while. Cause he was one of the early drummers on, on Instagram and we connected through that. And I didn't realize they were dating at the time. <clears throat> and this gal, uh, Megan got her, I found her first head. Uh, well, the first head that I got from her was used through, uh, a guy I know. And then, uh, I started ordering through her and now I've, <laughs> I've got like 30 plus drum heads from her. Uh, they're insanely cool. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Megan, M-E-G-A-N underscore Palin, P-A-I-L-I-N on Instagram. And uh, she's an incredible artist. She does great work and, and she really understands, uh, you know, aesthetically how to make 
uh, are look appropriate on a drum head, which I think is is part of the equation too, which can be missed mm. by some artists. And so, like, yeah, I have I have a ton of heads from her. I used to work for a guy who prints drum heads. Uh, he actually, unfortunately, just shut down business. Um, but he was he's out in Portland. A buddy of mine, Justin, it was called Visionary Drum. I've got a lot of that stuff. And then I have, uh, and he was the guy who printed like Paul. Maybe you've seen there's big fat snare drums that have designs on them and art on them. Yeah. He, He's the guy who did those. Oh, sweet. Uh, and then uh, I worked with, uh, I got a buddy, Corey Strange, out in California, who's done a head for me. And then Zoe out in the UK, who did a head for me, too. So I do try to kind of bring new artists into the fold. But I always go back to working with Megan. She's just, she's so great. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, do, I have so many, uh, you know, what do they call that? Something in the pot chickens in the pot forks in the pot i don't know what the old saying is i got a lot of stuff going on in my life so i've been uh, i've been <laughs> i've been consulting with this drum company up in minnesota and uh i don't know if uh if you're if you've been a church drummer at all paul but uh oh yeah so risen drums you ever heard of them yep oh yes okay. so so uh my buddy uh grady has been building those drums for a long time okay he, he finally bought that company and uh, re is I've been working with him on the rebrand for like six six to eight months now. No, probably closer to eight nine months. And uh, so it's called Franklin Drum Company now. And uh, I've worked on everything from the specifics to the shell to uh, you know all sorts of stuff on the marketing <laughs> end of things and uh, finishes and how to move forward with all different elements of the business, which has been fun. And so. Uh, for my time, they're they're throwing me a drum kit, and so we've been. Heck uh, yeah! It's it's it, I'm really looking forward to it, and so I was I was talking to Megan last night about uh, getting heads ready because we finally got the paint right. Uh, there's so Ludwig made drums in the 70s called Ludwig Standards. Uh, they were like basically cheapies that you could buy for kids, but they had funky finishes like the Japanese drums did in the 60s and 70s. And there's this uh, you probably know the Ringo drums how they have that strata going on. Mm -hmm. so uh the standard line had a strata called lemon strata which was like bumblebee yellow and black just you know and uh i wanted to have that remade so we called up the rap company in the states and said hey can we do this and they basically said well if you did that you'd have to order enough to cover basically like 20 drum sets and that was like okay well we can't do that so Dang. Uh, there's this this crazy guy in minnesota uh who does paint uh it's a top industry secret who the guy is but he's he's like amazing 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 painter he found a way to recreate that finish with paint and so we got the final sample yesterday i'm really really excited and uh i'm really even i'm just as curious to see how uh this um the heads look when they come out so that's it's super cool it's gonna yeah. be awesome you know, it's All just right. it's looking so forward to that. So we still can't afford the premium feature on Zoom. So does anyone have any final rapid fire questions here? We're at five minutes left in this thing. We so. have any hey. questions about candies or fast food or what else yeah. we got? What do we got here, Paul? <laughs> I, mean, I got a question questions for us also. So I got a question. You've uh, made mention on your post a little bit about you know you you track some metal stuff and you used to listen to it. What were some of the the metal bands that were influential for you back in the day? Sure, sure. Uh, I, I tell a story all the time uh, that I was, uh, when I was 17, 18 years old, I was asked to be in Oceano, uh, the big deathcore band from Chicago. I don't know if you're Dang, familiar with that. I did not know that. Very familiar. 
So, uh, wow. you know, I was, I was friends with Jeremy. My band's always played with his band. He was the original guitar player for the band. I think he plays with Rooks and maybe another band, but, um, and, and we had texted and talked about doing it. And, and basically my parents sat me down and said, uh, you are disowned if you go and do this right now. And as a 17 year old, that felt like a real threat. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was one of my, uh, I loved them. Uh, they were friends, but some of my favorite bands were animosity, um, uh, Coper Wise, I forget his first name, but he played in um, uh, that, what's that, Tappity Doo band, Tosin Abasi. Oh, uh, uh, Animals as Leaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played in that for a little bit. But Animosity is an amazing death metal band. If you've never heard of them, worth checking out. Um, and uh, um, I listened to a lot of hardcore. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of this one band I really like. Oh, Despised Icon. Was oh, yep, yep. One. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. When, when Alex... Uh, I forget his Alex Doom, I think they called him, but when he played drums in that band, I think he's playing with them again. Man, that guy played with like marching sticks and his arms were just like giant. He would just, you know, like I imagine yeah, that's dude. the sound he makes as he's playing the oh, music. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like that's the kind of stuff that really did it for me as a kid was uh, not just that it's, you know, technical drumming, but that there's a voice there. You know, uh, mm. this, this dude in Animosity used jazz like fusion fills and stuff like this and uh and the the drummer from despised icons just had such power and unique fills that it was just amazing so both those bands if you're into death metal and you haven't heard of them check them out sweet, all right tim sweet. tim i feel like we could talk to you all day um i'm not Heck sure yeah. if, if <clears throat> even if i stepped out of the conversation sometimes i feel like i just guide the questioning but thank you so much for coming on it's been a, a tremendous pleasure to get to know you a little better. Um, you are welcome back anytime you want to. I, again, oh, I yeah. you can polite, politely decline. You don't have to say anything. But um, again, just thank <laughs> you for coming anytime. on. And, I'm always down. Yeah, I appreciate um, you guys having me on. I'd love to end it this way. How can people find you online, and what would be the best way for people to support you and your art? Sure, sure. So uh, on Instagram, I'm Timbo from Kino, T-I-M-B-O from K-E-N-O. And I have that same username on TikTok. And uh, if you can follow me on TikTok, that'd be great because I need some freaking followers over there. Uh, uh, DMing on Instagram is probably the easiest way to get at me or emailing me at timbdrums.com or tim, yeah, .com, timbdrums at gmail.com. Uh, you know, support wise, I have drumless tracks available at the link in my uh, Instagram. Great practice tool for drummers. So check that out. Awesome. Tim, thank Sweet. you so much. Yeah. Zoom's probably going to kick us off. That's uh, right. But uh, we'll, we'll be watching your videos, and, and uh, we'd love to support you. So I'm sure we'll see you around. And, uh, hey, if you're ever in town, just pick an instrument on stage, and, and you're welcome to, to sit in on whatever you want. I'll yeah. be there with yeah. the boys. All right. I'll see you later. Sounds great. Thanks, Take it easy, man. Bye.